opportunities, like you were saying, for these NIL deals. And we can start it so much earlier. You know, this is a lot of these kids are getting full scholarships for basketball, but now they can possibly help their financial status right now. You know, that could mean so much for these young ladies and their families. Now it's just giving you a different level of discipline. You know, you got the Juju Watkins coming in that is already taking the NCAA by storm. And we were talking about how that one and done can apply to her. You know, I could just see the floodgates opening. This is definitely going to open Pandora's box where we're going to start to see so much more talent coming through that there might they might already be pro ready because of all these platforms that are available for them, these opportunities that they can go for and and blossom truly. And not only just financially, but as a person as well, they are learning how to be their, uh, how to build their brand, how to market themselves in the best light, even how to speak to the media, how to, how to present themselves. All of this is kind of a lot, you know, so you definitely need advisement, especially from women that are already that have already made it to the W, that have already made it to that professional true pro level to then advise you. That's so big. That's so major to me. I think it makes so much sense. Uh, Stewie went on record in the article to say to ESPN that uh, she was excited to be a part of something that is inspiring and empowering for the next generation of the future stars. And that's really what it is. They're already stars and they are our future. So also we talked about engagement. That was the biggest thing that we talked about in the previous uh, the previous episode around just like engagement and learning these stories of these young kids. So now you were saying like before it was only four years. Now you have eight years of content. Now we're really growing. We're like watching these kids grow up and blossom and just get better and then become pros and professionals. I was talking up to you uh, before when we were just watching how Aaliyah Boston herself had just grown from those just little four years, just even her presence when she talks to the media and now basically the face of the Indiana fever, if we really want to talk about it, you know, and now we're starting to see these NIL deals, these brand deals, all that is just opening up so much opportunity for these young ladies. I can't wait for this to start off. You know, they said it was going to be like a four week thing in the summer. I can't wait. We're going to start to see so much more of these ankle breaking, crazy shots, crazy blocks, insane talent coming on up and through uh, not only to the NCAA, but then oh, hopefully on over to the W in later years to come. And I'm just excited. This is just also saying, what is it? The, the bottom line for almost every company, no matter it be sports media uh, or what have you, is money, profitability. And the profit is there because they're putting money behind them. And that's why all these opportunities are coming. That just means more brand deals. That just means more kids uh, in the seats. So there's, you're hitting, like you talked about before, the different demographics. The game is getting larger and more people want to consume it. And I'm just so happy that we're seeing it on so many different levels. Speaking of Chloe Pavlik, we had to do a little bit of a deep dive to figure out what Chloe has been doing since she mm-hmm. left Baylor last year. Chloe, where you been at, girl? But we <laughs> did find that now she is a consultant for NIL and not so much mm-hmm. NIL for NCAA, but NIL when it comes to players and 
how to be marketable and how to manage your money, paying your taxes, getting brand deals, going in front of the media, different things like that. And we're seeing that a lot more, you know, because like we said, these kids and young adults are being thrust into the spotlight. A lot of them have no idea how to manage themselves in an interview. They have no idea how to manage a bank account. Some of them aren't even right. old enough to have a bank account yet. Have you know, you account. have to be 18 in America to have a bank account. <laughs> right. And if you're 17 playing in college, you don't have a bank account yet. You don't have one yet. Um, they Absolutely. Don't, they've never paid taxes before or had to file taxes on their own before. Mm. They've never had large sums of money that they had to have an accountant or a financial expert manage. Mm. They've never had to do any of things before. And now NIL has come so quickly and provided so many opportunities. And so people like Chloe and what she's doing now as an NIL consultant are so critical. And I hope that in some way she is involved with the bet behind the scenes, whether it be with overtime select directly or just in connections with some of these young players. Because as we continue to grow women's basketball, as we're getting more coverage, we're going to see more money being poured into these stars. And I would hate to see irresponsible spending or irresponsible managing of money, of resources, of your time and media presence and all of those things. So kudos to her for stepping out of a, I guess, traditional job role and now becoming an entrepreneur in her own right and starting an, a company that specializes in that because it is greatly needed, especially as we talk about now putting high school players in the spotlight. Absolutely. You know, she found the niche market. She knows that there's a need and the demand is going to just keep coming because these kids are going to just keep coming on up. You know, we're going to keep finding out about them through all different platforms, especially a social media one. And for them to just have a place that they know they can go that's been proven to work, that's been proven to be successful and to have a name and also just a, a person that closer in age to them that understands, you know, what the, the big things are going on in, in the world, especially for the youth and uh, and just how to maneuver it and how to kind of put things in layman's terms. Because when you're talking about taxes, tax, you know, when you're talking about financial advising or experts, when you're talking about brand deals, all these different words that come into these contracts and agreements can be extremely intimidating and just confusing, you know, especially for a young kid and also for these families too, for the their guardians that are coming in, not really ever being exposed to such things. So having that guidance of a person that truly cares and you know that they've been true to this and built something from the ground up to be successful, that's just another step in the right direction. And we need more people like Chloe. So Chloe, if you want to come on the pod, I mean, we would love to have you, have you a sophisticated spectator, because clearly you are a sophisticated spectator already. Come on. But yes, I'm glad you had to do that deep dive. But it is sad that we had to do that deep dive. I get, again, somebody needs to do something uh, around what Chloe has done because she's done such a phenomenal job. But anyway, um, last but not least, I wanted to say on the whole topic, I'm just extremely happy that we're starting to see there's more eyes on the young ladies that are coming up. Um, you know, you're going to start seeing them all over the place. And once we start to see the NCAA players like a Caitlin Clark's and like the Angel Reese's, 
um, move on over to whatever stage they decide to do. We already know that Paige Becker decided to stay with uh, UConn, but when they're starting to move on over to the next level, I love being able to see that there's exposure from that top level and, and it mentorship going down, you know, Stewie being one of the advisors, Zaya Cook, who's fairly new. She's just a rookie last season in the W. And now to be an advisor, it's so important that we see the representation from the top of all of all types of all people. You know, Stewie is a mother now, you know, like so her coming in and being able to give that also motherly touch to these younger kids in in the in a sport that she's a pro at and at she's one of the best you know i think that is so important for what the future is supposed to look like and will look like for women's basketball so i just wanted to end it off on that part right there (laughs) couldn't have said it better myself well, I mean, I know now we're going to go to my favorite section, my favorite segment of the pod, which is the unsung heroes. Oh, oh my gosh. There's been so much games. And I just quickly, before we get into it, Sam, I wanted to talk about, like, just we're not going to talk about it now because I didn't, I had to choose one. But there was an Indiana-Illinois game. Wild. Listen, all of the rankings that you guys might think we have – Listen, you're going to listen to this on Monday, so the new rankings might be out by then. But I can't wait to see where everybody lands before March Madness because it's insane that the last week everybody's showing out and cutting up. Uh, Sam, who did you pick? Because there were so many games to choose from, and I know you had some challenges picking who you actually wanted to talk about. (laughs) So who was your Hung Sung hero for this time? I did, because as you mentioned, there was Indiana and Illinois. There was Duke Mm -hmm. and Syracuse. There there was, was. right, UNC Uh, and NC State. Iowa losing again. Yeah, it was crazy. I forgot who they lost to, too. You know, listen, Kayla Clark can't do it all, people. (laughs) She can't save the game every dag on time, because what is she? A human being. And humans, we saw a human being. And Iowa ended up losing to Indiana. So we're talking about all of these upsets. So I knew Mm -hmm. that I had to pick an upset. Out of all of those, the one that I actually picked was Mm -hmm. Princeton versus Columbia University. Princeton has been hanging on that number 25 in the nation. They are number one in the Ivy League right now. Princeton and Columbia tied to close out the Ivy regular season in 2023 with Princeton ultimately making their way into March Madness. Prior to this game, um, Princeton was 10-0 in Ivy play and number 25 in the nation, as I mentioned, and Columbia was just in second place in the Ivies at 9-1. and The two ladies to look out for were Caitlin Chen from Princeton, who was shooting a career-high 37% from the three and averaging 16 points per game, which is fourth in the Ivy League. And Abby Shu from Columbia, who was averaging 20.6 points per game, which is first in Ivy League play. So I already knew, just based off of the pregame introductions, that this was going to be one to watch. And I was like, thank goodness I Mm -hmm. picked a good one. (laughs) So it already started off hot from the first play of the game. What happens? 
Princeton gets a turnover or Columbia University steal, however you want to look at it. But it led to an easy layup for Columbia in transition. I noticed that Columbia liked to push the tempo. There was this crazy half-court pass midway through the first quarter from number 10 Katie Henderson to Abby Shue that led to an easy lay-in and a foul. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is about to get real messy right now. But in the second (laughs) quarter... Princeton went on a 7-0 run and tied the game at 22 and ended up ending the half uh, one point ahead. So Princeton was already ahead Mm. at the half. But to start the third, what does Princeton do again? They turn the ball over. And so I'm like, okay, this is already a whirlwind. We're already getting into the third quarter, and it's a whirlwind again. (laughs) (laughs) But my breakout star has to be Abby Shue with six Mm. minutes and 26 seconds left in the third quarter. She became the fourth ever Ivy League player to reach 2,000 points. She was my breakout star. Columbia University started to mess up a little bit in the fourth quarter. They were turning the ball over. They had a shot clock violation. Then they had a five-second violation for not being able to inbound the ball. But overall, Columbia dominated the game from beginning to end. My breakout star, Abby Shue, played 39 minutes, was 8 for 14 with 26 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists. She was 4 for 7 from 3 and 6 for 7 from the free throw line. She was my breakout star because not only did she hit this milestone, but she completely took over the game in the second half when it was necessary, really dug in her heels and did what needed to do, needed to be done to get the job done. And Columbia ended up winning a score of 67 to 65. Wow. Well, that was a close game still at the end, but kudos to Close game all the way to the end. These nail-biter games are not good for the heart, but they're good to watch, okay? They definitely will bring you back. That is crazy. And I don't know what's happening to these young ladies that are able to just turn up after the half in the second just uh, second half of the game, just, just completely taking over in a way, because that's exactly what happened for my breakout as well. So let me take you on over to Arizona versus Stanford. Who's my breakout? No other than Arizona. That's right. The Arizona Wildcats played Stanford this past Friday, February 23rd, and things got wild. All in the second half, okay? It's something about the second half. All I have to say is this is the season of upsets. We talked about it at the beginning of the pod. We talked about it at the beginning of the season. Number three, Stanford going down to unranked Arizona. We, I'm talking number three. Let's just make sure we let that sink in. This is top five. Number three. Anyway, we know Stanford is definitely dropping in rank, okay? No brank. No rank. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start saying for Stanford. Unfortunately, it just seems like they really suffer when Cameron Brink is not on the floor. So anyway, Arizona has definitely been challenged this season. Their record is now 15 and 12, 15 and 12. Okay. So you would think that this would have been, you know, a cakewalk for Stanford, right? And at their home court, no less, but I think not. I have to say, I love what Arizona head coach Adia, um, Adia Barnes is doing with the program out there. They don't have the numbers this season, literally only like playing seven players this game. There is no true depth 
on their side. You know, when the starters get tired, they just have to push themselves. So just know, you know, you have to have a great coach. You have to have great guidance. The coaching has to be top tier in order for your team and your players to pull out victories when the odds are just not in their favor, okay? Coach Barnes, according to her bio on Arizona University's Women's Basketball Athletic page, she was the 2021 WBCA Coach of the Year finalist, 2021 Naismith Coach of the Year semifinalist, 2021 AmeriCup gold medalist, one of four coaches to lead their alma mater to the title game, one of 11 coaches to play and coach in the NCAA tournament at their alma mater, the first coach since 2016 to make the Final Four in their first five seasons as a head coach, the youngest coach since 2014 to make the Final Four, the second winningest coach in school history, the second most 20 wins seasons in school history, First coach in the program history to win 20 or more games in five consecutive seasons. And last but not least, 2021 USA America persistent coach. This woman's been putting in work and I had to make sure I let her know, let all of y'all know that she's also the unsung hero in this situation here because there is no way that these ladies could find their way to win a game at this magnitude, not even in their own house, going all the way to Cali to just completely just take over the game all in the second half because mind you, they were not up. They were not up. So, you know, this is so amazing to me. And I absolutely love that. You know, needless to say, you know, Arizona Arizona is in good hands, okay? Like all state. That's all state stand. Okay, anyway. This game was a good game from the tip off. And you know, you would have to have thought that Arizona didn't stand a chance. Like I said, I'm talking a seven to zero score. Stanford being, you know, all up for all of the first quarter, winning the first quarter. Stanford, you know, outscored Arizona 17 to 9 in the first quarter, but the second quarter was all Wildcats. You know, the second quarter for the Wildcats turned up the heat. They were ready to go. They would not let up. They heightened their defense, got shots to drop, and made smart decisions offensively and successively successfully chipped away at Stanford's lead and ended up scoring uh, outscoring Stanford by three. Even though the score was 16 points Stanford and 13 points for, for the Wildcats, they still were starting to see that they were waking up, okay? Um, so they were still down. They were only down by five at the half. So the score was 30 to 25 going into halftime. Now the third quarter is known to actually been dominated by Stanford. So in all honesty, y'all, the daggone fourth quarter was how Arizona beat Stanford. Okay, fourth quarter was all about one player. And remember I mentioned this before, that one player for the Arizona Wildcats, her name is Jada Williams, number two, 5'8 freshman guard coming out of Kansas City, Missouri. Now, this was a freshman I was excited about seeing when we talked about overtime, WBB, that Chloe Pavlich. Okay, Pavlich started. So she was one of those players that I was like, yo, this girl is a baller. I can't wait to see where she goes. She was actually supposed to commit to UCLA. So she was supposed to be up there with Kiki Rice and them and Lauren, with Lauren Betts, right? But no, no, no. She decided to go on over to Coach Barnes. And we already know because her and uh, what was it? Ari McDonald, uh, Ari McDonald, rather. She was a big player, also a small player. But she went on on to the WNBA and something about Coach Barnes, Williams believed in. So she went on over and took her talent to Arizona. And finally, I'm starting to see where it all paid 
off. At first, you know, it was I was a bit confused by her decision because, listen, we are talking about Jada Williams here. We're talking about a highly decorated young woman. She was a 2023 McDonald's All-American. She was a 2023 Slam All-American, member of the uh, inaugural Nike Hoop Summit team and 2023 team captain of all four years of her high school, you know, named co-MVP and MVP each season of her high school career. So she was one of those players that everybody was waiting to see where she went. And the fact that she chose Arizona was crazy. So I expected great things from her no matter where she ended up. And this game, I know, gave her the redemption the redemption and satisfaction that she really needed and wanted because I was so impressed. What was so impressive by this win was that it all was solidified again in the fourth quarter. She took over. She went off. Those threes wasn't you know hidden in the first half, but it went down for her in the fourth All I have to say was the bank was open had not one of those two three-pointers been those bank shots. He had bank three-pointers. And I mean, one of them was a fadeaway. It was crazy. She scored over 13 points in the fourth quarter and in the second half alone. Williams rallied her team to a victory and finished the game with 23 points, four rebounds, two assists, and two steals. A true baller Jada, Jada Williams is and a great in great shape, okay, considering the fact that, you know, the Wildcats have been suffering suffering injuries and she's been playing all the daggone uh, minutes. She played 37 minutes. It was a well-fought game and a huge upset for Stanford, but a major win for the Wildcats. It was definitely a group effort. The Wildcats and Jada led the charge. Don't ever sleep on anyone, especially not Arizona, okay? They just came off of a triple overtime game and winning it against Washington. So definitely need to be talking about this squad. Okay, congratulations both to Coach Barnes and Jada Williams because you ladies are my unsung heroes of this week. So as we wrap up another episode, Joss, tell the people where they can find us. You know, you can find us at beyondthebleachers underscore on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Make sure you like, follow, comment, and join us when we go live. You can also find the links to all of our social media pages and streaming platforms at beyondthebleacherspodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Beyond the Bleachers. Until next time, stay loud, stay laced, and and stay stay locked locked in. in. Bye, Bye, y'all.